Another episode of 3x3 Hustle Hype. This is your host, Greg Heyer, the 3x3 Australian representative, Asia Cup gold medalist and 3x3 World Cup participant. And I'll have an absolute pleasure to introduce my next guest, who's not only a dear friend of mine, an absolute superstar, <laughs> but 3x3 woman's, uh, well, let's say from the Australian powerhouse, but an absolute um, dominates on the court. Elise Kunick, how are we doing? Good morning, Greg. I'm good. How are you? Not doing too What's bad. I'm not doing... Oh, well, yeah, I know. I, like, I mean, I spoke to our NBL staff to try and get you on. They said your cost was too high for a while. <laughs> but um, I appreciate you bringing down your budget to feature on the 3x3 Hustle Hype podcast. <laughs> how are... <laughs> I'm joking, but how's things in your side of the world? I know it's changed completely in the last week or two. Mm. Yeah, look, I'm obviously back home in Melbourne for the next couple of weeks and have been for the last month. Um, Melbourne's not great at the moment, I won't lie. Um, pretty sad, pretty disappointing. Um, but yeah, look, just staying positive, staying healthy. It's nice to spend some time with the family. I guess you don't really get that time back. So it's nice to spend some time with the family and the friend, everyone as well. Um, but yeah, fingers crossed things start to improve in Melbourne and things can semi go back to normal, I guess. If, if that ever gets back there, but you just whatever that, it is normal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We were speaking before we got on the show. You are living at home with your parents at the moment. How's that all going? Yeah, look. <laughs> Luckily, we <laughs> have a watch your show. <laughs> nah, it's actually not too bad. I mean, we've been pretty lucky. Um, obviously, before we've been able to train with the three x three girls, so. I've had that outlet, been able to go to the gym and stuff. So at least I've been able to ha do that type of stuff. Um, but no, it's been nice. It's actually been nice to spend some time and have, you know, have dinners together and not have to rush off anywhere. And um, yeah, I'm very lucky, but yeah, definitely time to go now. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason I love my parents, but I love home. you guys from afar. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Mate, let's talk about this because it was a bit of a blessing in disguise in a way. Prior to COVID, you just had surgery on your elbow, was it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I was even looking at it prior to it. I was like, God, I mean, you've been a bit of a stalwart for the 3x3 sort of women's team for some time. Um, and obviously, it was all for the push for the Olympics. I mean, mm. talk to me about the initial feelings of, you know, and, and you would have hoped, you know, it would have been featured in the Olympic campaign, but the initial um, emotion of not being to be there at the qualifying tournament to then... Um, yeah, blessing in the skies that it's been postponed and now you'll be able to feature. Yeah, look, it was a bit of a shock, to be honest. I mean, I haven't really been injured since my shoulder five years ago or something. And I remember doing it and I was like, that is just the weirdest feeling. I'd like broke the outside and tore the ligaments completely off the bone on the inside. But I was like, no, 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 it's just bone bruising. And, you know, I was like seeing my physio and he's like, you have to get a scan tomorrow, puts me in a sling. And I was like, it's bone bruising. Like I'll, I'll train tomorrow. Just tape it up. It's so fine. And he's like, oh my God, you're delusional. Like you're getting a scan, you're seeing a surgeon. So I think that full week I was just like in a bit of shock. You know, when you just don't really process what's going on. Absolutely. And then I remember seeing the surgeon and I was like, so you can put me in a brace for six weeks and then like, I'll still be able to go to the qualifiers in March. And he was like, Oh my God, this girl, like you have no idea. And he's like, okay, I'll put you in a brace for six weeks and then I'll see you in six weeks or six weeks in a day when you've completely like ruined it. Cause you won't be able to do it and you'll get a Rico. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I'm getting the surgery. Um, 
So look, it was pretty disappointing. And I don't think, I think I just knew that the girls were going to qualify and I was like, just had it in my head. Yep. They're going to qualify and I'm just going to be fine. I just got to go to the Olympics kind of thing. Like, I think that was just my thought process of to get myself through, you know, I was just like, just stay positive. Don't think of any negative situations. Like they'll be fine. They're an amazing group of girls. Um, no matter what team, you know, Dave and the crew put together, it's going to be a great team. They're going to win um and then bring on the olympics but yeah things just kind of i guess spiraled for the worse um with the covid situation and everyone would just ask me oh like would you get back and and i was like well i don't even think they're going to be in the olympics at this mm. stage um so look i was pretty lucky um in a pretty crappy situation for the world and everyone um, but yeah, like, I mean, now I really hope that I can stay healthy and um, be part of that team to make that qualifying tournament in Austria in May. Um, and then fingers crossed the Olympics all go ahead and yeah, can go get that gold. I mean, it's funny. I've been speaking to a number of, you know, 30 year old, uh, Olympic athletes, sort of the swimmers that are were pretty much living their last few months in a thread to try and like get to the Olympics. And now it's been pushed back. But then the other side is the positives of, yeah, injuries and more so I think experience right like the one thing that's always been spoken about about the Australian team is um, experience I mean how's your mind mindset sort of shifted I've got another year to sort of prepare in that regard I know you guys have been training but in terms of personally have you sort of dealt with that that focus well look I'm not going to lie the um, the time off with my elbow was you know sometimes that old quote, life doesn't give you what you want, it gives you what you need. And um, I think that looking at my tick, looking <laughs> at my elbow injury, um, it probably was what I needed. I needed probably to slow down and just like have a little bit of a reassess of everything with my game and what I want kind of moving forward for the next couple of years. Um, the last couple of years have been pretty crazy. Europe, WNBL, back-to-back seasons, you know, the three on three, three X three last year was pretty full on, you know, it takes it out of you. It's, mm. it's a tiring game. It's such high emotion. So you don't really get a chance to, well, when you come back down to earth, it's kind of a bit of like, whoa, I'm tired. Um, so the time off was actually really good for me. Uh, I stayed in Sydney, obviously, and kept working. So that was really nice to like shift my focus and stuff. So Look, I think for me, it's probably been the best thing. I feel really confident in my game at the moment, really good in my body. I've been able to work on areas that I probably haven't been able to work on for a couple of years, like different strength things. Um, and absolutely, it is another year where I can work on my game and expand my game. Um, obviously, heading to Europe and playing in the EuroLeague as well, I feel like that'll really set me up because I think, you know, if we're going to beat anyone, we have to beat the Europeans. So, mm. you know, if we want to beat the USA's, we have to get through the Europeans to beat the USA's. And the Europeans are so good at 3x3. So I think being able to play against, you know, the best of the best in Europe uh, will really help my game and, and really just keep getting that, um, you know, it's just that experience under your belt where you can just keep going up against those really tough players. And then, you know, I definitely think it helps in three on three. It's such a physical game and, I really definitely think that this time off has helped me, you know, prepare my body for the next kind of year of what's going to happen or a year and a half with the Olympics. Absolutely. Well, let's rewind back to 2012. I think the very first time you represented Australia in the 3X3. So it's just, oh, eight years. Great maths by me. Quick maths. Um, Quick maths. Katie, Ep <laughs> Katie Epstree, Test Magic and Sarah Blackhouse. Talk to me about your very first experience in that regard. And, how the heck did you get into it? 
oh my god it was so crazy so <laughs> we got this call from basketball australia and they were like oh do you want to go play in a 3x3 tournament back then it was three on three i'm pretty sure 3x3 tournament in greece in athens Not and bad we were spot. like yeah what's this yeah okay like <laughs> no no worries um so we actually we had like never played obviously three x three before. I mean you only really played it when you're training to do warm up mm. drills, you know, three on three on three. And um so we went to the Institute of Sport for like three days before we had to fly out. And Rebecca Dick was our coach. And I remember we had to play against the boys. It was like Dante Exum, Mirko, that kind of crew. Um, and I remember just thinking, like, what the hell have we got ourselves into? Like, this is so hard you know, the rules of like 10 second shot clock, mm. you have to clear it. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can only do this. Oh, we're on, we're playing on crates, on milk crates. What the hell? This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we get to Greece and we were just like, not over our head, but we'll be like, what is going on? Oh, um, but it was really awesome. It was such an amazing tournament. So we basically played like outside in the, I can't think of the word of it. Pathion or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was basically, yeah, just outside. And it was obviously the middle of summer in Greece. So stinking you, hot. Oh my gosh. I remember some days it was like 40 degrees and you would like pray for the 6 p.m. game. You'd be like, please, <laughs> please, please. I don't want to play at two o'clock because the sun was in your eye. You were just basically launching it at this, at the, you know, launching yeah. it, trying to get it to touch the ring because the sun was in yeah. your eye. Um, but no, it was such an awesome tournament. We just had such a good group of girls. Um, and obviously, yeah, we, we were pretty unlucky to not make that gold medal game. Uh, we lost to USA by a point pretty much, I guess you could say, on the buzzer. They had um, Awumake, Bria Hartley, Skylar Diggins, and yeah. I can't remember the fourth one. So they had an absolute crew. Um, so, yeah, no, nah, we were just we were really unlucky to miss out so we missed out by a point and then I remember we beat I think it was Ukraine um in the bronze medal match and obviously got bronze but yeah such an amazing tournament so much fun uh, I still thinking we were like learning the rules as we were going along like asking the ref oh what do we do here I'm not sure what we do now <laughs> she's like who are these Australian girls they've got no yeah. idea <laughs> they're, they're wearing sunglasses and tanning from the game so <laughs> <laughs> How vastly different! It's so hot. What do we do? <laughs> um, how vastly different was it? I mean, compared to it now, rules and. I mean, the rules are pretty similar from memory. Yeah. It was quite a while ago. I can't really fully remember the rules. I just remember the physicality, like the yeah. physicality now. Another level. Crazy, absolutely yeah. crazy. Yeah. So I think back then you probably didn't get away with what you can get away with now really um, no I don't I mean it was definitely physical like I clearly remember it being physical but to the degree of it is now like yeah yeah whew, like yeah. I remember at the world's last year some days you were just like oh my gosh <laughs> mm. oh um, yeah just just nuts so I definitely think the rules are pretty similar I mean obviously rules change from year to year and you know minor changes whatever um, I would just say the physicality and now the skill set of people is yeah. just out of this world because, you know, the what like Curry does and what Kyrie does is cool now. Whereas back then that wasn't really the thing, I guess you could say. Um, mm. 
and in saying that like our skill set's gotten better we've gotten more we've gotten stronger you get older you learn to use your body better you learn to take hits better so yeah it definitely uh the skill set and i think it is a quicker game now than it was back then yeah it is it's interesting physically it's not a dirty physical it's like how you use it it's like i mean there are some games you like I mean, I look back at the World Cup uh, itself and of the tough game against China, but it was like literally everyone was down, like gasping for air. And so it was like, who could just gasping. not even, yeah, not even try and make a shot, just try and attempt the shoot because it was like done over time. Um, but that's the thing. It's like you, physical in a good way, like you get rocked on the screen. You're like, mm. you look back and like, that's just a legitimate screen. They just absolutely yeah, smashed it. Yeah, but it just, um, I mean, I don't mind that stone. I know you do as well. Mm. Um, fast forward, then obviously 2018, he played a 3x3 hustle event, um, mm-hmm. you know, back here in Australia. And, um, and then obviously you guys exploded last year um, and you were what, a mainstay of all that. Um, what's it, I, I guess, and it, we, t- we, t- we touched on it before, the experience. What have you felt has been um the significant factor in terms of the success of the women's team last year yeah look i think um being able to play together definitely helps you know we had a kind of a full year of it um you know beck has obviously been doing it kind of more consistently i guess i was with the opals for a lot of that so i was i was kind of in and out but 2018 i think the hustles have really helped definitely because it's you know, we've definitely been able to learn more about the game, play the game more, um, you know, get a better feel for it. And then last year, I think, you know, we did, we did hustles. Yeah, there was hustles. Yeah. So the hustles always really help. But I think that the group of girls that we have together, like there's no egos. Everyone just wants to play. Everyone wants to work hard for each other. And it's fun. And I think, you know, when you're having fun in your basketball, everything kind of is better. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely think it really has helped like having Beck, myself and Maddie in Melbourne, like kind of the core crew. Um, obviously Maddie missed that first tournament. She was in uh, Europe. Um, but yeah, I just definitely think being able to play together, being able to learn each other's strengths and weaknesses. Um, you know what it's like, you know, 3X3 is such an intricate crew. So like you're all mm-hmm. together all the time. Um, so you're really spending so much time with each other. So I definitely think that helps to, you know, like the cohesion on the court and like what's, you know, how we're going to win this game. And, you know, some games it's, I don't know, Maddie getting 30, you know, every three or some games it's Beck getting every layup, but you kind of just have to work out, you know, what's the best way for us to win and, and being able to, you know, connect with each other just so you all have each other's best interests at heart. So I definitely think the 3x3, because it is smaller and you've got to, um, not as many people, I guess. You get to know each other a lot better, and I guess that definitely helps on the court with the cohesion. And I think the more that we continually play together, like even since what I got back to Melbourne five weeks ago, from when I came back five weeks ago to now, us playing together, you know, every training we get better. And mm. even the girls that have just started playing three x three, you can tell like, like I came back and I I played with, in Sydney with Lauren Scherf, and I came back. We started. I started training and in five weeks, I'm like, you have improved out of sight because of 3X3. So I definitely think just like playing together is just the best thing that we can do and, and keep moving forward. 
before we yeah, keep continue on to the national, I want to talk to you about like the pro hustle and how funny it is because obviously sometimes we don't play, we, we change teams, you know. Who yeah. was your, what was your hustle team? And I mean, you might have been a fair call later on. Who was it initially? Like in 2018? So 2018, oh my God, who's I, I filled in for Beck. So Beck had okay. a, because I, uh, I must have just got back from Commonwealth Games or I don't know, it was somewhere around there and Beck's like, do you want to do a 3x3 hustle? And I was like, mm. oh, okay, sure. Let's um, play again. <laughs> let's play. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she had an NBL1 game, I think it was. And so I filled in for her. Um, it was like Marina Whittle, Izzy Chilcott, myself, and I can't remember the fourth person. Oh, Hannah Zavi. Yeah. So I played with the Nanawad Inspectors that, yeah, okay. I guess hustle. I only did one that year. Um, yep. um and then last year um I was in Europe. So oh Melbourne Boomers asked me to play for them. So I was like, yeah, okay, okay. I'll play. Um so then I played for the Melbourne Boomers. Why well, I want to ask that, it's so contrasting and don't you find it's frustrating in a way that you'll go in a team when you play with experienced players and you're like, this is exactly yeah, like the way it's supposed to be played. Yeah. But then you go onto another team and you're like, okay, this is <laughs> like these people, great basketball players, but they just don't get the game. Um, oh, you have to get the game, honestly. Like yeah. it's, if you don't know the game, you could be the most talented basketball player on the court. And if you don't get the game or get how it's played or ran, you're going to look like a, a rookie out there. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, so, I mean, so that's what, like, we, we look at that. And so that's what I asked you, how do you feel like you've adjusted because you've, you've excelled, mm. but what do you think even like, do you look at it? Um, I mean, Kelsey Griffin came in, who's, a, you know, been a, a pretty, a pretty good player in the WNBL. That was good. Like an absolute jet as well, but superstar. What, what, yeah. Superstar. What do you think is that key thing where you could go? Cause you've transitioned to be able to play three X three, do well and then back it up and you know rock up to an NBL one campaign. Who were you playing for last year? I played like five games for Eltham. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Eltham, but you got buckets, so it's all good. You'll you'll get <laughs> buckets. But yeah, I mean, how do you do it to go, yeah, quick and same, Beck's the same and Maddie's the same to be able to mm. go, cool, like I play and we look at Tommy Wright, they go back to Nutter Wadding and they and they yeah. do that. But sometimes I look at it and even I've been asked is how many NBL guys and I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't even take the best NBL guys. I mean, I'm sure they would be good, no doubt. But even mm. that, I like, it's funny. If someone asked me, is Bryce Cotton? I mean, I'm sure he'd be fantastic at 3x3, but there might be a guy that's more suitable because they can, you know, they play both sides of the game. You know, they're yeah. not saying Bryce doesn't play defense, but. Um, yeah, Ooh. he'd be targeted <laughs> just because he'd get steals. I'd be posting mean. him up, that's for sure. <laughs> but right, like, in the post. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, that's what I'm asking. What, how, how have you found it to be able to transition between the two? And what's that big difference of going, hey, five and five is different. Obviously, we're, mm. we're still trying to score buckets. But how do we translate to both sides of the game? Yeah, look, I when I got back last year from Europe, I was pretty, not useless, but I think the first training of me playing 3x3, I was like, oh, my God. Like, you know, you, you miss a shot and you're just, like, standing there waiting to turn around and oh. then the play's already gone. You're like, oh, my God, I'm going to play defense. I'm going to get scored on. Hurry up. you got to, like, transition the ball. So it, it's definitely, like, maybe that little couple of days where you have that adjustment of, like, you your brain 
forget. So you're just like, oh, yeah, now I'll just run back. No, you won't. You're getting scored on. Um, so that was definitely like a, a transition. But I think for me, what's really helped, I mean, playing in Europe definitely helps because the physicality in Europe is, it's just so physical. So it's exactly like 3x3. Um, I think for 3x3, you do need to be able to be versatile. Like you need, you, can, you need to be able to post up. You need to be able to take people off the dribble. I mean, being a good shooter also definitely helps stretch the floor. Um, but I guess you have to have that size to, where you can guard the well, – this is what I believe anyway – where you can guard the guard or guard the post um, and kind of interchange because any, anyone can dribble in 3x3, anyone can post up, anyone can score. But I absolutely think, like, it does – it improves your game out of sight playing 3x3 because you have to be able to defend anyone at any time. You know, you could get – put onto the littlest guard on the team and you still have to keep them in front of you. And there's no plays off in defense. There's no plays off in offense. Like you're kind of always involved in the game. So I think that's um, probably the biggest adjustment, but I think it's the biggest, um, I guess, pro for players. But definitely I would say there's a lot of, you know, dub and BL players that probably wouldn't want to play 3x3 just because of the physicality of it all. And, it is, you know, it is really physical, um, but it definitely is an adjustment of changing your mindset of, okay, shivers, now I've got to play defense. Or even if that was like, you know, I know there are bad shots in 3x3, but you shoot a crappy shot and it's like, oh my gosh, you can't even think about the crap shot you just taken. Like you have to go play defense. Um, so I definitely think that's a big thing. But then in transitioning back to five and five, you have to be aware of that mindset where you can't take quick shots all the time. You're playing with five other people. So you have to be able to move the ball and stuff. But I think in terms of your skill set, it definitely improves it. Mate, let's talk about last year and um, the success. What was your, your favourite tournament? Um, I mean, San Juan, surely. San Juan was good, wasn't it? But talk to, I mean, it was. It was crazy, right? Like, <laughs> Um, obviously, the on-court success, but even, I mean, it was a bizarre walking into, like, a, a baseball stadium where you're at just fun, like, this big crowd, and it's just, like, a court in the middle of a, of a baseball that field. That was just nuts. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, you obviously qualified for the, for the um, World Cup, but, mm-hmm. I mean, you got a gold medal at a number of uh, master events. Uh, yeah, yeah, the women's circuit. I mean, how was last year? I mean, what did you, I mean, was it just sort of, was that really feeding, I guess, your passion for the game? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, San Juan, Puerto Rico, um, (laughs) definitely kicked us up on the right foot. Um, Yeah, nothing like flying 40 hours to spend two days, three days in Puerto Rico in... um, Sorry, I forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) The flight there, gosh. Um, Yeah, look, I think um, I probably had some disappointment, um, I guess, maybe with the Opals. We see on the Opal squad last year, um, kind of a bit unexpectedly. And then Europe, I'd finished my European season and was, I guess you could say, pretty tired. Um, There was a lot going on in my European season. And so I think, not that I wasn't enjoying basketball, but I think I just needed like a bit of a shift of focus. So to be involved in the 3x3 all last year just really did fuel my passion for the game and like I absolutely just realized how much I love the game and love playing again and you know Bex obviously best friend so being able to travel the world and play with your best friend every day like it's pretty special and you know something that um I would never take for granted so 
you know, I think just the group of the group of people we had, I mean, you were a big part of that. We just had a really good group of people. Mm. We were able to laugh. We were able to have fun. We were able to go hard if we played, you know, at practice and stuff. Like I still remember that scrimmage we had in, in Amsterdam when we were all going so hard at each other. And I think Beck nearly killed Conrad. Like <laughs> Beck was not happy with Timmy. <laughs> she got blocked. Um, but it definitely did. I think that... <laughs> I think we just had such a good group of people. I mean, you know, Damon was able to come on that Puerto Rico and then the Amsterdam trip. And, um, you know, Damon's been such a big part of my success through my career and just being able to share those special moments with him and, and see his work ethic and what he's putting pay off. And, um, yeah, it was just, it was awesome. Like, I don't really even know how to explain it, but it was just, we all, we just kind of, we bought in. We had fun. Dave, you know, Dave every day was bringing gags like there was no tomorrow. Um, mm. You know, we were always learning and we were always wanting to improve. And, and I think probably, you know, Puerto Rico did set us up and um, Asia Cup was a re another really good tournament as well. And then we went on to win that first uh, World Women's Series. And then we were lucky enough to win um, the one in Japan as well to make the qualifying tournament. But, yeah, I think when you've got good people around you and – and people that just want to have fun and people want to improve. Like you can't really, you know, mm. um, you can't really yeah, complain, right. I guess you could say. I mean, Lollipop Larry was a different vibe. It's like starting to become <laughs> a trendy thing. That was thing. so but, great. But um, no, you're right. And I think, yeah, I mean, the vibe of the group is such, I think mm. that's what makes it so. That's why I've enjoyed it. Because um, yeah. yeah, the camaraderie between the two two teams, but, you really can't have an ego because like you're, we're flying 40 hours to Puerto Rico. You, you get there, you know, you're training the next day. You can only use half a court cause it's been mm. raining, you know, like, and then you go to other places where yeah, an Asian country where you're not really eating so much, you know, like you don't have NBA or WNBA or, you know, like NBL players that like, yeah, we, we get treated a heck of a lot better, you know, like yeah. externally, but then in saying that, because we're such a close-knit unit, you need to be able to go yourself or Beck to give us crap and then, like, joke around and have a, have a laugh at the dinner table yeah. <laughs> and, then, um, and then move on. Like, I mean, the amount of times I've... I mean, I get angry sometimes. It's rare. But I can see, like, hear you guys in the crowd, like, giving me a bit of stick. <laughs> but it's good to sort of, like, get that because you don't usually, like, say on another call, imagine... I'm saying these guys, but I can't imagine um, Sammy Whitcomb telling Joe Ingalls to like pull his finger out of his bum. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> like, not saying, but that's just how it is. We're so close. But yeah. I want to finish off um, the Olympics. I mean, that's a, a dream of yours. And um, I mean, how excited are you to have the chance to, 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 to qualify for the Olympics? I mean, what does that mean to you to be able to, you know, that's, that's the pinnacle. Of, of every uh, every athlete in every sport um i mean if I, when i say that what does that mean to you oh i mean it means everything that's why it's why i feel like i've played and done everything that i've done to to be an olympian and you know i may have thought that you know back in the day that it was going to be with a five on five team but you know life throws different challenges at you and you just got to kind of uh, go with what's presented to you and look, if we get the chance to make the Olympics for 3x3, like, that's just amazing. And, um, you know, you it's what you do. It's why you work every single day for it. And it's why I've put in the work that I've put in for the last kind of 10 years. And, um, 
you know, I feel like I've been really lucky. I've been able to travel the world and, you know, represent my country, playing Europe and playing great leagues in Europe. And um, to have the Olympics, Olympics would just be, um, you know, I guess that like icing on the cake of it all. And, and it just shows that like, you know, everything that you've done, all the sacrifices you've made, all the work you've put in, all the extra stuff and the things that you missed out on with your family, it all kind of becomes worth it when, you know, you're an Olympian and, and no one can take that away from you. And I remember at Commonwealth Games when we won the gold medal, um, I was standing next to Kayla George and I remember she was like, no one can, no matter what happens in your life, like no one can ever take this away from you. And I, and I just remember that clearly sticks with me and, that's something that um, I strive for with the Olympics. Like I just, you know, I want to be able to, um, I guess, do it for my family and do it for all the people that have helped me and, and pushed me along the way and, and given their time for me to be a better person and better player. So look, um, you know, it, kind of, it does, it gives me goosebumps thinking about it. And, and it's something that I do. I wake up every day thinking like, you know, you've just got to be the best version of yourself and, and put in the work now because, you know, in a year it'll pay off and, and to be an Olympian and represent your country and, and play for Australia, like there's no greater joy or achievement, I believe, as an athlete. Yeah, it doesn't get better. So, not the last one, but when it, you said that you're obviously as a 15, 16 year old girl that has those dreams and aspirations. And we look at it now, it's a genuine pathway. I mean, mm. um, it's probably, I mean what, 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 how do you encourage? And I think it's obviously vastly different from the the woman's side of the game have embraced it, I think, in Australia. Like, you, you're seeing yeah. that. Like, everyone's putting up their hands, maybe because they're like, oh, it's a genuine opportunity, Olympics and all this sort of stuff. Mm. And I think and I think the girls don't have an ego. Um, I'll, like, say that. Like, they're like, yeah, this is a new... Uh, it's still basketball, just in a different yeah. format. I mean, what do you suggest... Like, how would you encourage, you know, the pathways and the development, you know, even as those coaches are like, well, how can I implement this? What are you suggesting is the best way that we can move forward as a country in terms of this this sport? Look, kind of what I said before in terms of, like, the improvement, the best way to improve is to play 3x3. And I think that's been really apparent, you know, look at Beck, look at myself, look at Maddie. We've all had, like, career best seasons. Keely as well you know we've all had career best seasons after we played 3x3 and it is it, it teaches you the fundamentals you have to be able to play defense you have to be able to score you have to be able to defend these littles you have to be able to move the ball you have to be able to have an offensive game and um, I just absolutely hope that Australia does embrace it men and women and junior pathways which I think they are you know like there's definitely a lot more, um, you know, juniors playing 3x3 and they want to play because, mm. you know, sometimes in five and five, it's hard. You know, if you're the eighth, ninth, tenth person in a team, you're not really seeing the court and that can get really disheartening for kids, um, especially, you know, adults as well. You know, it's disheartening when you're sitting on the bench and you're, all you want to do as a kid is just be out there and is just to play. So I absolutely think that, you know, Australia and every state needs to embrace the 3x3 pathway, um, even just to teach the fundamentals of the game, to teach resilience. You know, you're not going to get fouls. You've got to be able to take hits. You've got to be able to take contact. You've got to be able to transition from offense to defense. You've got to be a good team player. You've got to be able to learn to deal with, you know, each other's, I guess, synchronous, you know, strengths and weaknesses. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And, I just definitely think that if Australia can do that, um, our five and five game will be better. 
our Olympic squads will be better in both men, women, five and five, three X three. We'll have better athletes um, because you are, you have to be able to be strong. You've got to be physical. Um, and also I just think mentally tough, it really helps you as well. So the pathways moving forward, I definitely hope that more, um, I think more NBL players should get into it. I know that they say that it is really physical and it's, you know, it's a different game, but at the end of the day, it's still basketball. And if, mm. you know, this mm. pandemic has taught us anything that it's a pleasure to play basketball, it's a joy to play basketball. And I guess it's an honor. So, you know, any chance that you get to step out on the floor, it's an honor to play and, and you've got to use it to the best advantage and, and just be grateful for that. No, I love that. Um, wise words from yourself and plus you don't have a coach yelling at you like I mean Absolutely. until after the, after the game so I mean you no, definitely got the... Dave and Damon in the in the background yeah. like AK I'm like oh my god just do it Alice please don't yell at me anymore I'm so tired oh good yeah absolutely mate absolutely mate an absolute pleasure to talk usually I mean, this is the most serious we've ever spoken to in 30 minutes. And it's quite weird because <laughs> usually we're giving each other crap and I'm talking to you about what, what guys you like on the tour. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but mate, thank you so much for, uh, for joining me on uh, this week's episode of 3X3 Hustle Hut. And I um, obviously, yeah, in a way was chuffed at, I guess, the, the postponement because I know how much it means to you and an absolute star on and off the court. Um, and obviously... Uh, we have a little bit of a history from from back in the day. So, uh, mate, good thank time. you again. Absolutely. So, good luck with everything. Good luck with your recovery. Good luck with everything that's going on in, in Melbourne. But pleasure to talk to you, Alice. For everyone else, please tune into 3X3 Hustle Hype on all our social media. Otherwise, take care. Stay safe. Thanks for having me.